the Chasing Progress podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chase and Progress podcast with me, David and Simon. Yo, <laughs> sorry. Hey, everyone. Hello. This week we're going to do the... Are we going for two minutes or three minutes, Joel? Two minutes. We're going to do two, 10 questions, two minutes. So this podcast is going to be 20 minutes long-ish. <laughs> 21 minutes then, okay? We're not good to with time, exact. are we? This is Chasing Progress, the podcast. How's your week been? Um, very good. And exciting. Exciting that the gym is opening on Monday. And so it's been all systems going here, getting this place ready. So I'm ready for a bit of routine and a bit of structure back into my day, if I'm honest. What's the best thing that's happened to you this week? Um, besides my wife and my baby, um, what is the <laughs> best thing? Well, those are the two best things that, that have happened to me this week. Hanging out with them. Okay. Getting the gym. No, I'll tell you. Getting the gym sorted. Like, it's been a massive stress off my head. It's been it's been uh, playing on my mind. So, coming in and seeing the gym almost ready to go has been the best thing that's happened this week. What are you going to miss about lockdown? Spending time with Skylar and Lorraine in the morning. Okay, what's the next bit? Getting up at half four. <laughs> well, no, you say... Yeah, getting up at half eight instead of half five. That's the thing I'm going to miss the most. Because I'm not ready for those half five mornings. They are going to hit us like a truck. Like a ton of flipping bricks on top of my head. Right, we ready? Oh, go on. I didn't even ask me. How'd you, well, yeah, anyway, how are you going to start with that thought? What? About early mornings, and now we've got to talk about this podcast, yeah, and these questions. Because you'll get, you just do it, don't you? Yeah. You'll wake up on Monday morning, my alarm will be set, it'll be dark, you'll get up, <laughs> you'll do it once or twice, I'm, and then you're back into it. Depending on who wins the Masters on Sunday, I might have a lion on Monday morning. Oof. <laughs> you might as well <laughs> is that into the early hours does that go nah I think it'll be finished by about 11 past well my past bedtime. your bedtime three hours yeah. past my bedtime right we ready okay three question number one two one go how long realistically should I expect to see results when my goal is weight loss uh, are we basing this around training and nutrition well um, we're keeping it realistic so we have to assume that you're going to be doing some form of exercise and you have control of I your think diet. I think depending on where your starting point is because everyone's starting point is different um, some people have more weight to lose some people have less weight to lose but generally I think that whenever you apply any kind of restriction into your diet into your nutrition and you up your activity level you're going to see results within a week you might not see you know exactly what you want but you're going to see results within a week there's a warning within this question the tone of the question is they are setting themselves up for a fail by expecting to see results straight away. Just Or wanting to, Accept yeah. the if this is the goal for weight loss, just accept it's going to take time and there's no, there's no set scale that you're going to lose the exact amount of weight every week. Some yes. weeks you're going to put a little bit of weight on. Sometimes you're going to be the same. Sometimes you'll lose. You'll lose sometimes when you think you'll gain. You'll gain sometimes when you think you'll lose. And it's just, it's one of them, it's something that you've just got to accept that is going to take time and you've got to accept the ups and downs with life that goes with it. It's not just, it's never plain. It's, not, it's never simple. Yeah, but you can see results quick, but whether quick is healthy is another question. Yeah, and it's like we've had it before, like doing our groups that we expect to see. 10 seconds. Oh, I'm not going with No, say it. <laughs> Go. We get results back and we're like, 
and this person's told us that they've done everything right and we're like yeah. have you really yeah the weight hasn't moved that much um and you've just got to be honest with yourself you've got to make sure that you're being honest yeah honesty is key okay moving on next question we went over on our first one good start <laughs> right can you talk us through what the difference differences in stretching are? Should I be stretching the same way after exercise as I do before exercise? You are the stretch guru out of this duo, mate. So you go ahead and answer this one. I would... You got a minute and 35 seconds. I would not complicate the whole stretching routine. We don't really stretch before training, do we? Mm, because no. I don't think that you have to. I think you should, if you're going to do squats... You'd warm up in the area that you're targeting. Yeah, so if, you, if you've got leg day or something, just do some air squats, do some Cossack squats, do some things that are going to... Get, get movement in, Yeah, movement into that area. If yeah, you're doing yeah. chest, maybe do a few press-ups or a few wall press-ups. Band pull-aparts. Yeah, yeah, just things like that. You don't yeah. have to go insane. What I, what I would say is try and implement mobility routines into your lifestyle. Yeah, you don't have to do the beginning and the end of every session. You just have to make sure you're doing it more often than Let, not. Let's t let's use me as an example, both good and bad. I <laughs> what's uh, the good? <laughs> well, I'm about to say I do not have a mobility routine like you. However, when it comes to exercise, my ranges throughout my movements are fairly good. So my squat, I'm fairly good. Any kind of pulling movement, I'm fine. The only thing I'd say I have a limitation with is overhead. So any kind of pressing overhead. What about your day-to-day -day stuff? Because I've seen you just sit but down on a that's bench. That's exactly what it's about to say. But then you come to like, if I'm stiff from training, I look like I look like a granddad of 100 years old sitting down on a You chair. sat down on a bench yesterday and someone asked if you were okay. <laughs> yeah. So mobility is always a good thing and I should heed your advice and do more of it. But I don't. And I think there's a lot of people out there that just like to cause or just want to make noise the... They're like, you don't need to exercise. Exercise is a waste of time. You don't need to do this. this. Just yeah. shut up. Just do what works for you. If you stretch and it makes you feel good and you're happy, happy days. Yeah. If you don't do it and you're feeling good, happy days. Yeah. Right, next one. I don't actually like get too bothered that I don't do it. I just know that every now and then I'm like, oh, something creeps in my, either my knee or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I know that. And then you'll do something once you... Once yes. So, yeah. I, I, I wait for the symptom. Um, before, I think that's the key, isn't it? Because the whole thing with this is prevention is better than cure. Yeah, and I wait, and I always wait for it. Everybody yeah. waits until they're injured, until they put in some form of mobility routine. Yeah. And it's it's because there's no sexiness in doing stretching. Oof, there's, no there's, sexiness. Yeah, there's no immediate... There's no, like, outcome. Yeah. It's not like you get something from it. Yeah. Just doing it long term over time, that's where the magic is. This is Chasing Progress, the podcast. Do I need to work out every day? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or how many times a week is ideal to improve fitness and strength? No, you don't have to work out every day. You can, but you don't have to. Consistency is the winner. Consistency. <laughs> so if you train like three times a week and you've never trained before, that is. A massive improvement and a massive starting point a great starting point yeah if like me or you we've been training loads yeah then yeah we can train five six seven days a week and yeah and we can deal and, with it and it's for like what you find as your mental like go-to if you find that you're mentally better training six seven days a week than you are three four days a week then do it 
it, it's entirely down to the person, how your body recovers, how you respond to your training, um, how intense your training is, what your training um, is leaving you feeling like. Um, if it's leaving you feeling energized and ready to go again, great. If it's leaving, leaving you feeling like you're sore and you need to recover for a couple of days, then you're going to be that person who trains three to four times a week. It's, it's entirely dependent on you. Dave, I would always class you as someone who trains six to seven times a week because you love it. I think mentally you, you get a kick out of it as, as well as physically. I am definitely a five to six day a week person. I would more lean towards five days because I like those two days of chill. My routine at the moment is I'll train Monday to Friday usually. Yeah. But then even on Saturday and Sunday, I'll be doing something. So whether it's... And you always come in for a little sneaky session during yeah, the weekend. now and then. But like on my days off, like technically you think day off, do nothing. Yeah. Like I do like those days now and then, but... But you're active. I'll be doing something in the garden or doing something with the kids. I'll be active doing Whereas something. I will movement. literally have my feet up watching telly. That's my way of chill. I yeah, love but it. If, if you give me like a... Oh, I do with that right now. Imagine just sitting by the pool with a coffee. Yeah. in Spain or something Spain, I'm all for that I, wouldn't, move, I yeah. wouldn't go and do steps there I'd just lie down by the pool oh, reminiscing right next question come on um, what time of day is best to train there is an exact answer to this and not an exact answer the exact answer is that that statistically um, and hormonally your body is at its best in the morning after you wake up couple of hours after you wake up however it it's again it's like it's the you know age-old thing of what works best for you because if you're a person who doesn't like training in the morning or if you're busy then the best time to train is when you're actually going to get it in so if for you getting it in means doing it at 6 p.m and that's when you can get it in the best time time of day to train is 6 p.m um but if you're talking optimally then statistically you're going to say it's it's probably around people of the definitive 11 something. and 1 however i would say that that is that is not something that i would ever advocate because i don't think it's realistic for what? people's lives What's not? to always be able to train between 11 and 1 what about someone who's got a 9 to 5 job so now they they're in a set set and work tearing well, th- their hair out because they can't train in the optimal time. I think you've answered both questions, even though it's only one question. That the best time today, optimally, like I was re- I was listening to a podcast yesterday, I think, about adrenal fatigue and cortisol yeah. and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your cortisol levels are optimal in the morning. Yeah. So that is the best time to train. Yeah. But like you said, we can't all do that. School yeah. runs and jobs and We can because of our jobs. Goggins can. Yeah, Goggins. Get up at three o'clock. Gog off. <laughs> Gog off. Gog off Goggins. <laughs> um not interested, mate. <laughs> Get leg so and you ran a marathon. He's an influencer though, isn't he? You influencer. had um what did you have on your, your little little Higgins. slice? Higgins. <laughs> You had a uh, you had duct tape because <laughs> Laurie Ann, what you were blaming Laurie Ann because she got rid of all the plasters. No, because she lost the she lost. How'd the you plasters. lose plasters? She misplaced them. I found them in Skylar's nappy bag. Yeah, okay. So she misplaced them. So you used duct tape on a little slice. Yeah, but I did that before I saw Goggins, so he didn't influence me. Moving on. Um, next question: What type of training do I need to get stronger? Strength training. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Lift weights progressively over time, increase loads over time. That's what you need to do. I mean, that's as simple as it gets, isn't it? Yep. We, we can go in depth here if we want, but, but do we need to? Nope, that is the answer. 
If you want to know more about that answer, what get rep range would you use? It's anything. Would you use low or use high? It depends, no, because what are you talking about here? You're talking about someone who's starting off new, you're talking about someone who's starting off after an injury, you're talking about someone who's been training all the time after an injury or someone new, they're going to start with higher rep ranges to increase. If you were doing a strength phase increase, now, what would you do? I would do lower rep ranges for myself because I've been training consistently now for the best part of a year. Which is what, two to five? Probably, yeah. I would I would board around yeah, three to five reps. So if you had someone new came in now, you wouldn't really start with strength training, no, would because you? Because they, um, they need to build, well, the, first of all, they need to build muscle awareness. <clears throat> then they need to be, build some muscular endurance. And then we can start on big strength numbers. So, so yeah, the, the, they're, a, they're a long way off any kind of huge strength numbers. So the type of training you need to do is strength training, but it's with an asterisk it's if you've got the depending on where you experience are. And but the, a person doing higher rep ranges is still strength training. They're just not getting as strong as the person who's been training for a long time doing lower rep if, ranges. If you're completely new and you come into the gym and you've never trained in your life and yeah. you do friggin' three reps, yeah. you're gonna get you're stronger. Yeah. If you get ten the reps, you'll be the, stronger. The classic thing here is so you've got someone who comes into the gym. Now we are going in depth, but this is so you've got someone who comes into the gym and they do three to five reps on a strength on a strength set, okay? But the reality is those percentages of what they're lifting aren't actually helping them get stronger because they're not lifting enough load. There's not enough on the bar to cause any kind of stimulus with three to five reps because one, they're not strong enough to lift the right kind of percentages that would require three to five reps, but they're doing three to five reps. So that person's not making any progress, right? Because they're new to training. Choose some progress. They're a, they're a, they're a newbie, right? So you take that person and you get them to do a slightly lighter load at 10 reps, now all of a sudden they're making strength gains because they're under tension and they're under load for a longer period of time. Whereas the person who has been an experienced trainer and has been training for years upon years, they can get under a bar, do three to five reps under high loads and they'll see adaptation happen quite quickly. So where you're on your journey depends. Progress, not perfection. The Chasing Progress podcast. How long before I train should I eat? And the question after that, how long after I train should I eat? An hour before, at the most, I wouldn't leave it any longer than an hour because you need to digest it. So an hour at the very most, two hours, I reckon would be optimal, right? I think it's very... Digestion's key. Yeah, and it's personal and individualized as well. Like I could eat just before training and train. I'm not saying that's optimal, but... Yeah, but it also depends what you're doing. If I'm doing a bicep and tricep workout, I could eat flipping five minutes before I train. But if I'm doing a high metabolic work workout, then I need to eat an hour and a half before so that I'm not bringing that up. Cool. Um, afterwards, if you're talking about your anabolic window, then I reckon... You're going to be eating anything between 30 minutes to an hour afterwards. There's not a whole lot of research or data that suggests that, but um, but I, you know, you're going to keep it to 30 minutes to an hour. But again, if you're getting in your protein levels at some point during the day, happy days. Right. Next question: Should I be embarrassed about sweating in the gym? <laughs> no, um, it is an indication of how hard you're working in some aspects. Um, perhaps the workout that you've been doing or been asked to do is requiring you to sweat a lot. Well, then, no, you don't want to be embarrassed for the hard work that you're putting in. Move on. Don't worry about it. You're in a gym. You're in the right place for it. 
Next question. How to keep a positive mindset when finding training difficult? How to keep a positive mindset when finding training difficult? Um, this is very apt with the current situation, isn't it? Because yes, I think yeah, you're quite good at this. I'm comfortable training on my own. I can go to those black, deep Dark. places. Yeah, places on my own. I can put myself in no in those positions and circumstances and just get through it. Um, and I don't, I don't know where that's come from. I think it's just a case of being younger, I wanted to get fit, and I just went to the gym on my own because no one wanted to come to the gym with me. So yeah. I think it's just... Billy no mates. Yeah, I think it just manifested from that. I managed to get the word manifested in every podcast. So that's interesting. Did you train by yourself at the gym for a long period of time when you started training? Yeah. So my only experience of training in the gym was from a young age. I started with my best mate, Jonathan. We went to the gym, we trained together all the time, and I've never not had a training partner. So I actually hate training alone. I love training with people. Very rare will I need the space in my life to come in and train by myself. It does happen every now and then. I did it last week. I wanted to train by myself, came in and just got on with it. But very rare. I think a lot of the times, because I have set things in my mind that I want to do, and the more people that get involved, the more chances of... They don't. They want to create yeah. like a different workout. <laughs> of me not getting done what I wanted to get done. So I think that's how it started for me. Yeah. Yeah, and I love all the mad workouts and I don't mind just taking myself away and going through them and Yeah, and whereas it done. I would rather not, yeah. But saying that, training with someone is better. Makes you perform better. Yeah. And just there's definitely no, you definitely push more. Yeah, you get I can I've been through the whole thing of training on my own, I've trained in a pair, I've trained in a team, I've trained in all kinds. And they're all good. Yeah. It just depends what you're doing. If you're doing like team training, it's footy, it's bonding and all that stuff, it's great. If you're training with a partner, you just push yourself to try and beat them and try and be a little bit competitive. Because everyone's competitive, I don't care what you say, everyone's competitive. So how to keep a positive mindset? Oh yeah. (laughs) We we were on one there. (laughs) That's what we were talking about. Um, I think that motivation is one thing decision is another and i think your positive mindset can be based largely around your decision rather than your motivation motivation is fleeting you feel good you've seen someone on instagram you've seen someone on the telly maybe you've had a good chat with one of your mates and you've been inspired to get in there and work out you're motivated your motivation is high your positive um mental attitude is high you're ready to go that dwindles it fades it's it's uh, disappears it's not always there i don't think that's a great way to approach it i think decision-based training is much better i always train because that's what i do i would answer the question why you find and training difficult because it might just mean that you know you might just be burnt out for, from training yeah way out you might just need to take a week off do some easy stuff and then come back and, you, and you'll feel yeah. much better you've got i'd probably find why what you find and difficult and then go from there because you'll probably be able to find the answer from yeah. the answer to that the yeah. chasing progress podcast by origin gym uh, oh two questions left Oof, how to set then. realistic fitness goals reverse engineer it Explain. tell us what your end goal is figure out what your end goal is figure out where you want to get to at the end or the end of your current sort of you know phase. if there's a time frame yeah whatever it is and then work backwards keep it um keep it realistic by setting bite-sized chunks um to achieve what you want to achieve um a classic a classic example of this is someone who wants to lose weight they start at 100 kilograms and they want to get down to 65 
the 35 key drop is a lot of weight um, at one point, but you set goals with that person that they need to lose or they can lose between eight to 10 kilos in the first four months of the year. They do that, then all of a sudden, the next four months don't seem as unrealistic and so on and so forth. So keep it realistic by keeping it small and achievable. Set yourself small goals and the small goals add up to a very big goal. I'd focus very little of my time and energy on the big goal and focus a lot of it on the little ones. Not many people, I don't think they need to have a big goal. Yeah. I think that's very specific. There's a select few who have a big goal. Pro athletes. My goal is like 20, 30 years long. Yeah, which means that your current training can be whatever it needs to be. And it means that I don't panic if I have yeah. a day off or yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if something happens like lockdown and you can't go to the gym for two months. Two yeah. months doesn't matter in the spe- in the, when you're factoring in for 20, 20 years. 20 years, yeah. So sometimes you don't need to make like quick goals or anything like that just think of the like you said reverse engineer it most people can reverse engineer it because they just want to look good and feel better yeah and we can do that forever so don't put too much pressure on yourself make the goal long term and just do good things consistently more often than not right last question is a biggie how does exercise help mental health physiologically endorphins get released into your system you're going to feel happier you're going to feel lighter you're going to feel more energetic obviously there are outliers there are people um that this might not help them or make them feel that way but i think recently this is a big factor for me over the past well in lockdown especially like the last two or three months and maybe the last few weeks gearing up to get the gym open and there's been a lot of stress a lot of pressure a lot of crossing eyes and dot and t's nope crossing t's and dot and i's i always get that mixed up yeah crossing t's and um, i's there's just been a lot going on and the fact that we we purposely make sure we train every day yeah after the sessions you just feel better yeah doesn't matter what you've done yeah we sometimes we do mad ones sometimes we just do basic arms or basic yeah. legs or you always always feel better afterwards it's going to lift your mood it's going to make you feel more energetic it's going to make you feel um, but going back to that other question is like when the best time to train if you wait till the end of the day you might go through the whole day feeling absolute crap yeah and then it's the last minute yeah, yeah, last yeah. hour before bed you feel great and then you're in bed and you're like well I want to go and do something else I want to do so if you do train in the morning you're going to set yourself it's like when I was doing the sea dips and whatever it's it's jumping in it's getting that mad thing that done was bleak that was not it for you oh I mean, it wasn't bleak. You enjoyed it. But what I mean is like... No, I hated it. Some of the I didn't war. enjoy any part of it. No, yeah. What I mean but is you enjoyed the challenge of it. I enjoy you? afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then it's like you set up for the day and then that's done at like seven o'clock. So ever and else, nothing's going to yeah, be worse. And, it, and it's great. But... Oh, remember the snow one. Remember yeah. the hail one. The winds. The, remember Did when you ever the, do it in hail? Remember when the sea wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do it? <laughs> Wait, come and do a seat. Where's the seat? <laughs> Didn't you walk back once? Did you get there? They go like, I'm gonna have to leave I it because the yeah. sea was too far gone. I got so far out, further than I've ever been before. I'm, I was starting to sink, and I was still about 200 meters away from the water. That's <laughs> it, like, isn't nah, it? You're all right. I yeah. missed that one. But yeah, that even just getting up and going to the beach in a, in a friggin' robe at seven in the morning when it's freezing. Apart <laughs> from looking like a weirdo. Yeah, but. Just doing that and getting in the car afterwards and coming home, you, you just feel better. Yeah. And 
That day that I did it with you, like I must admit, I was on cloud nine. But that's not even exercise, is it? That was no, just yeah. doing something stupid. Yeah, that was hectic. But yeah, the earlier you can do it in the day, probably the better. But it just makes you more productive. It makes you feel better. It makes you stress less. It's going to set you up for a win, isn't it? Anything that you're doing that's going to improve you, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is, it's going to set you up to feel better. And it, the more you do it, the more you're going to feel better. Yeah. The more you don't, the more you're stressed, the more you're angry, the more you've built up all this stuff. It's a cycle. So you can either be in a positive cycle or you can be in a negative cycle. Yeah. I mean, it's better to be in a positive one, isn't it? 100%. Thanks for listening. Monday, Make sure yeah. that you subscribe. Make sure that you share it. Make sure that you give us a five-star review. And make sure that you check back next time for the Chasing Progress podcast. (laughs) Chasing Progress. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Subscribe now on iTunes and Spotify. Find us on Instagram at origin underscore gym.